Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. What an exciting thing that is. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, the Lord filled her with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I thank God for that. What a beautiful gift of the Spirit of the Lord dwelling in the heart. The joy that became very evident. That's the joy of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says it is our strength. And I uh, appreciate this testimony that was shared. I, I won't walk through Friday night again. Uh, I would encourage you to, uh, to please, I would ask and encourage you, if you were not in the first service, I know some of you were in the first service this morning, uh, to please go and listen to view the first service online. All right? Uh, it's on the YouTube channel there. Please, I'm asking you. We don't always do that, and I know some of you just do it all the time anyway, but please, if you were not able to catch it this morning, uh, please go and listen, view the first service from this morning. Uh, I think it's important for what Brother Martin talked about, and um, I thank God for what he's doing. Um, I thank God for what he's been doing in me as a result of Friday, and um, I trust in him, and I want to walk according to his word, and, and when I say walk according to his word, I don't just mean do the things his word teaches me, I also mean I want to, the way they walked in the word, I want to walk that way. The people I read about in the scripture, I want to walk the way they did, in apostolic authority, in apostolic lifestyle. All right. I'm thinking they probably didn't wear ties, but I'm probably not going to wear a robe, so so is it. Um, it's important. It's important. The book of John. Verse 37. I don't, am I supposed to dismiss kids? Okay, I, I heard I heard somebody say something like, "Are we having class?" Um, yes, we will dismiss the teacher and the children to classes. Praise God! God bless them. John chapter seven, Saint John chapter seven. Praise God. Um, keep my daughter in prayer. She's not skipping church. Uh, she left last week. She's she's going to be gone for the month. And so uh, she is spending time in Missouri and Arkansas with family and some things there. So uh, I appreciate the Charles. They often, uh, they have such a heart for ministry to our children. And so they're sort of doubling up a little bit as my daughter's down there. It's a trip she's been planning for about a year. and It's an important time for her. I told her, you're young, you're single. You won't get these years back. Go spend the time with your grandmother and aunts and uncles that are in their 70s already. Go spend the time. And so she's doing that. And so uh, she was in church this morning. She sent me a text from church. And so I almost texted her said, quit texting during church, but I figured I better not. <laughs> Amen. John chapter 7. I want you to hear the word of the Lord today. 
and would you allow God to put it into mine and your spirit today? It's not enough if it just gets into my head. It's got to, by his grace, it's got to get into my spirit. That's where it changes things. All right? We need his word into our spirit. And so when his word gets into our spirit, it begins to affect our life. Where we can't do things, his word can. That's why the writer of Hebrews, chapter 4 and 12, he said, The word of God is quick. That word quick there doesn't mean fast. That word quick there means alive. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It says it pierces to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow. And the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and of the intents of the heart. That's the power of the word of God. It, it doesn't cut people up. That's somebody that's using the word of God maliciously. That's not what the word of God does the way he intends. When he intends the word of God that cuts, it, I, I picture it, if you look, it, it cuts like a surgeon would cut, not to hurt, but to reach in carefully and heal. So he said the word of God is quick, it's alive, and it's powerful. And when, when, the, when the pure word of God in love comes, it, now it may, you may feel the prick, but it's not trying to, the word of God, we should never share or teach the word of God to try to cut somebody up. The word of God should reach into the heart. It should reach tenderly. It should reach gently. But it may prick when it first gets there. But we recognize this is reaching to some things in my life to do a work. So that's the word of God. And I want the word of God to get into my spirit today. Amen. And so I read here in John chapter 7 verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living Water. But this spake he, what's he talking about? Well, the writer tells us. Verse 39. But this, these rivers of living water, this spake he of the Spirit. Notice capital S, that's the very Spirit of God. This spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should. Everybody say should. Does should mean they did? I can say you should stand up. I'm just, you, I'm not saying, you understand. What I should do and what I do are two different things, right? Some people say, well, I believe, therefore. Well, no, here he said they that believe on him should. But some believe, but they don't. They that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. This outflow of living water, Jesus spake of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God dwelling in us, they that believe on Him should receive. Now, 
Martin talked about the Lord directing his steps. Those of you that were here, I think it was last Sunday. I lose track. It's the problem with it. Not the problem. It's a good problem. It's the challenge of having two services. I don't remember which Sunday and which service. And, and I, but I remember somewhere along the way, uh, we spoke. I think it was last Sunday about the Lord will direct our steps. Was that last Sunday? Okay. We spoke about the Lord will direct our steps. Well, by Monday night, the Lord was revealing it to Brother Martin. And even though Renee was in the first service, he wasn't in the second service. The Lord was revealing it to him. And Martin had to preach the second service message to Brother Renee since he caught the first service. And so the Lord was revealing it to them that I will direct your steps. Now, Brother Luis, Luis, raise your hand back. Wave your hand back there at me. Here, make him feel really strange. Turn around, look at him. No, I'm kidding. All right. So Johnny... Brought Luis, his friend, I don't know, a few months ago. Luis came. Luis was filled with the Holy Ghost a couple of Wednesdays ago, two or three Wednesdays ago. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And we thank God that God directed Johnny's path. We talked about that a little bit. Sister, the Lord directed Sister Priscilla's path to Johnny. And vice versa in school and how that directing of steps came. Well, Brother Martin was teaching a class Monday night that he teaches in another city, Union, down in Union Gap. He was teaching this class uh, that people come to. And somebody came up to him afterwards. I may get this story wrong, but hopefully he'll keep me straight. Came up to him afterwards and asked him about what church they go to. Now, the class he teaches, he can't always go in there and they have the meeting in a church building, but they can't always talk about we're from this church and they don't, they don't get to stand there and preach. They teach a class around life skills and things like that. And so he was teaching, after this class, uh, this lady comes up to him and Brother Renee's there, I think, or maybe he was off talking to somebody. Anyway, he comes up and says to him where they go to church, they start talking. And somewhere along this journey, she begins to tell him that her son is a young man that started going to some church. Is that about right? And he's showing up there, and he's been going to this church, and I guess she's heard a little bit about it. I'm not sure, but she heard about him going to this church. Now, this lady has been coming to this class how long? Twelve weeks, three months that she'd been coming, and he's been in this class. She'd always been coming during the day, so he wouldn't have seen her. Right? Because he doesn't teach the class in the day. He teaches a class at night. Three months. The next day after we taught last Sunday, she comes to the night class. Brother Martin's like. Now, how many people live in Yakima? A lot. 110,000. Give or take a few. Yakima County, quarter of a million. 250,000. How many people are here today? 50, 60. First service, maybe 35, 45, 55, I don't know. So between the two, 100, 100 people. 100 out of 110,000 isn't a whole lot. Right? Less than one-tenth of a percent. Right? So what's the chances, right? What's the chances that a school teacher meets a young man and the young man knows a friend and the friend... And then three months later, someone decides to go to a class on a Monday night. And they're telling, asking, man, what church do you go to? Asking questions. I said, my son started going. 
And it turns out the class that Brother Martin happened to teach that night, it's Brother Lewis's mom that has walked in that class. Oh, it's just coincidence out of 110,000 people. You think so? No. The Lord is divinely ordering steps. This family that they talked about, that they met in Safeway yesterday. Now, I'm convinced Friday night in Prosser was not as much about us being in Prosser as it was about God affecting how we think about approaching people and opening our mouth. And it affected them Saturday morning. That's why he opened his mouth. And the Lord leads us. And you heard him say, Rianne was here this morning. Rianne's husband, Doug, was also here this morning. They wept from the beginning to the end. They worshiped. They stood here in the altar. God ministered to them. And she made this statement to me, standing here praying and talking. She said, I have battled demonic spirits. But she said, in the last day and today... I have felt them leave. That was her words to me standing right here in this altar. I believe He came to set at liberty the captive. I stood and prayed with Doug. I said, Doug, these are the words. I said, I'm not a prophet. I'm not trying to be one. I don't have some prophetic word here. I said, but I, I recognize there's a great weight you're carrying. He said, yes. He said, but I already feel it lifting right now. I said, then I'm going to pray and we're going to. And so we prayed with him. And he said, I feel the weight is lifting. Hear me. The Lord divinely directs our steps. And when we open our mouth, he wants to work with the church of the living God through. Now, watch what Jesus said. Do you understand? Well, look what we read there in this verse, verse 36, or verse 37. Skip back there. Look at verse 37. In the last day, everybody say the last day. The great day. Everybody say the great day. It's the last day and it's the great day of the feast. How many of you have been, ever been to a multiple day feast? Sister Johnson, I had to. I had to. My house is like Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. See, so you've been to one of those too. You're just not on it. You know what I'm talking about? And right, like by Saturday, you're like, no more turkey, no more sweet potato pie. No, right. I've just been eating, 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 right? See, we miss this. This is the last day. Everybody's been feasting. Jesus stood up after everybody had eaten and eaten and eaten. And you can study in the scripture. We won't take the time today. You can study and look and see which feast this was and the length of time it was. Jesus stands up on the last day. And he says, if anyone's thirsty. What? We've been, we've been here the last several days just eating. Drinking, enjoying what the feast. What, what, what do you mean today if anybody's thirsty? I, I may have been thirsty when I came a couple days ago. But, I mean, I've been eating and drinking the last few days. I'm feeling. See, Jesus wasn't speaking to the natural man. 
Jesus was speaking to the spiritual man that no matter how much they took in of the natural food and drink, how much they took in of the things this world and the natural could offer, they would still be thirsty. And Jesus said, if you're still thirsty, come to me and drink. And notice the next verse then. Verse 38. I know we read it, but I want us to see it. He that believes on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We read it in the next verse. This spake he of the spirit that they which believe on him should receive. Now, when you and I are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost... The design of God is I never thirst again. His words. He told the woman at the well in another place in Scripture, you drink of this water I give you, you will never thirst again. He meant spiritually. All the spiritual searching that's going on, once you have tasted of the Lord, taste and see that He is good, the psalmist said. Once you have tasted of the Lord and the Spirit of God comes and dwells within you and I, we're no longer hungry or thirsty again. But the intent is not just to satisfy my thirst. The intent is that it is such that this river of living water, what was he speaking of? This isn't a trick question. The river of living water, what is he speaking of? His Spirit, the Holy Ghost, yes? This will be in your belly. But what will it be doing? It will be flowing. Where will it be flowing? In or out? Out. Out of your belly. Out. Out. What's supposed to be happening? There's supposed to be an outflow when I'm filled with the Spirit of God. There's supposed to be an outflow when I'm filled with the Spirit of God. Initially, there's an inflow. But what's the initial evidence? (laughs) I remember she was sitting right there. You remember? Well, she was standing right there. We were praying with different people. The Spirit of God was moving on. I, I think I was right here. Doing so, I don't know what I was. I was probably praying for somebody else, I guess. Yeah, destiny says yes. And I remember just looking over and saying, can I pray with you? She goes, yes. Her, her big smile that she has. I love her smile. It's contagious. And we began to pray, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. How do we know God filled her with the Holy Ghost? I'll tell you how. The same way we knew people in the Bible received the gift of the Holy Ghost. She was praising God, thanking God, and it wasn't but a minute or two. And all of a sudden, something started flowing out of her mouth. It wasn't a language she'd learned. It wasn't a language somebody taught her. It wasn't words somebody said, you have to say this and this, this way and that. No, there was just, it was a river. And it began to flow out of her. I walked away and the river kept flowing. What is that? We know from Scripture, the initial The initial evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost is that you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit, capital S, same thing in Acts chapter 2 and 4, as the Spirit of God gives the utterance or gives the words. It's not a learned thing. It flows. That's the initial, an outflow. 
when he comes in, the initial evidence is an outflow. But the intent of God, he revealed to us here in John chapter 7, is that out of your belly should flow, not once. What should flow out? Rivers, English. I hated English. I'm sorry, Sister Priscilla. I know I say that, and you're an English teacher. I hated English. I, some of you heard me say it before. I could speak English when I started taking the class. I didn't know why I needed to take it, but there we are. I had to learn to put commas in the right spot, and I still can't. There's an S on that. Out of your belly shall flow not a river, rivers. Rivers, rivers, where are they going? Are they just dumping out in the ocean and filling? No, that's not the intent of these rivers of living water. The intent is that as you and I go about our day, there is a sensitivity in Safeway. There is a recognition in Safeway. There is a recognition wherever the Lord takes me. You know what? Here's somebody that's thirsty. Here's a heart that's thirsty. And they don't even understand what they're thirsty for. But maybe, just maybe, if by the power of God I would have boldness to open my mouth and just ask, are you thirsty? Now, I realize you may not walk up and say, hey, are you thirsty? And they're like, what? You understand? But it's saying, I love Jesus too. And all of a sudden, a thirsty heart opens up, reaching out. Not even sure what she's reaching out to. I'll tell you what she's reaching out to. A river. She may not understand it, but it's a river. A river that's flowing out. And something in her soul, the soul of mankind that's searching, says, there's water. There's water. And it reaches out and it throws aside. You know, we're more concerned about praying in Safeway than apparently she probably was. Why? Because she's thirsty. She's thirsty. You know, somebody, want, you've heard me tell this story before, but it comes to mind now. Two men were talking about feeding their dogs and how expensive dog food was getting. One guy said, you know what, I just feed my dog broccoli. And the other guy's like, what? Yeah, I just feed my dog broccoli. I don't worry about buying all that expensive stuff. And the other man said, my dog wouldn't eat broccoli if I gave it to him. The other man said, mine wouldn't either for two days. (laughs) He got hungry. We live in a world full of people that are hungry. And sometimes I've had to repent the last couple of days. Sometimes because God in his great love has satisfied my thirst. I can become numb to the fact that so many people are so thirsty. And the intent is that that which he filled me with to satisfy my thirst would not be held in a closed container, but that it would be a river. A rivers of living water that would flow. Who determines the flow? See, that was a loaded question. The Lord and us. The Lord and us. We're the conduit he flows through. 
So we determine whether there's a good full flow or not. Whether I'm willing to allow there to be a flow. There should be an outflow of the Spirit of God when I interact with people. There should be an outflow. God filled you and I with the Spirit so there would be an outflow. Now, Brother Martin shared, I'm almost done in case you're getting nervous. Brother Martin shared that, you know, he was a little, he was a little nervous about just, what is that? i got to just, that's our humanity. He, he talked about, you know, how people are looking at me, how they perceive me, how they see the Lord's got to bring us past that. Because you know what that tells me? Because I wrestle with those things too. You know what that tells me? I'm worried about me. And it's not about me. Well, they'll think you're crazy. Most people think that about me already, so we're okay. I can't worry about that. Now, I need the wisdom of God. Right? We're not forcing anything. But we recognize there's a thirsty soul. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus said, out of my belly, not my physical belly, my innermost being. Out of my innermost being, when you and I are filled with the Spirit, there will flow rivers. Not just any river, a river of living water. That's why you've got the Holy Ghost. We have to open our mouth and speak in boldness so that there can be a flow. Would you stand with me this morning? A flow. Now, Anybody ever drink out of a water hose? Many of us. Anybody ever drink out of a water hose that was connected to irrigation water? Look at that. See? That's that's what I mean. There's rednecks in Arkansas, and there's it doesn't matter. I'm from Arkansas, and they're like, oh, you got away from all the rednecks. No, I didn't. I love drinking out of a water hose. Something, you know, taste that rubber in the water or whatever that, you know what I'm talking about? It's nostalgic. I don't know. I remember when we were kids, we always drank out of the water hose because you did not run in and out of the house, right? When I was a kid, you'd come in that house one more time. Anybody ever get that? Yeah. Or maybe this. Were you raised in a barn? Anybody? I don't know if you ever heard that. I, I got that one all the time because I forget to shut the door. Or don't let that screen door slam. They don't have somebody's screen door. All these. So we always drank out of the water hose. Always. Right? And we didn't think anything of it, right? We'd line up. Okay, next, next. We'd just pass the water hose down the line. Anybody know what I'm talking about? However, once in a while, when there was a group of us and we're all drinking out of the water hose, you didn't want to be the first one because it was hot, you know, right? Because the hose had been in the sun. You wanted the cool water to get through. So then, you know, you learned that. No, you go first. Really, really. You're really thirsty. You go first. <laughs> But there'd be a group of us drinking out, passing this water hose down the line. Well, one of the ornery ones, not me probably, but somebody that was ornery in the group, right? You know what I'm talking about? They'd go back there and try not to be seen, and they'd just sort of bend the hose. 
Anybody ever done that? Maybe not all the way. You just bend it a little bit so the water would sort of slow down. Like a little trick. <laughs> You've done that, haven't you? You get it sort of slow down, and they're like trying to get. Right? What happened? I had restricted the flow. I had done something to restrict the flow. Now, of course, I was waiting for them to get their mouth right up. Then I'd release the flow. <laughs> right? It's happened to me, too. Now, we understand that in the natural. The same thing happens in the spiritual. There can be a bend, if you will, in the proverbial hose. And where there should be a flow... It can be a circumstance of life that's come that's got something bottled up, and so I'm not responding to the Lord. I'm more concerned with my situation right now than I am a lost world. doesn't mean my situation doesn't matter, but it means I've got to make sure nothing's blocking the flow so that that which came, the Spirit of God that dwells in me, can accomplish what He sent it to do. You say, well, yeah, but look, life comes at us fast, and there are things that will come, and the and so if I recognize, man, there's not a flow, I want to be finding a place of prayer and saying, Lord, what's kinking up the line here? Or what's blocking this? What's in the way? Is, have I got any unrepented sin that's in my life? Am I holding a grudge? Do I need to forgive somebody that I haven't forgiven? Am, am I, what's holding this back? Because there should be a flow of a river of living water. Now, if you're standing here and you're going, man, I hope that can happen with me. I just don't know. Hear me. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, it should be happening with you. Well, but I haven't learned and memorized all 66 books of the Bible yet. Right. Because that means there can't be a flow first. No, no, no. We dig in the Word and the Word will start coming out. But there should be a flow when we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you know what stops the flow more than anything? I just won't open my mouth. And so there's no flow. Lord, I want to open my mouth in love. God is... And is going to continue in greater measure using each one of you who will yield to the flow of his spirit. Every single day of your life. This is his plan and his desire. And then it gets pretty exciting, doesn't it, Brother Lewis and Martin? Then you start having prayer meetings in Safeway. I finished with this story. Some of you have heard it before. I just felt it come back to me here this morning. I was in Arkansas because my mother, my grandmother had passed away. And I was there for her funeral. She had asked when she passed that I would come back. Uh, before she passed, she had asked that I would come back and speak at her funeral. And so my grandmother and I were very, very close and uh, I was her favorite grandson. So some of you know I was her only grandson. But, um, you know, still. And uh, she was a pillar in my life. And 
So I was there, and I didn't really want to be around family. I was trying to get my head clear, and I was trying to process, separate mourning from hearing from the Lord to speak at this funeral and, and going through all that. And so I decided to just go get away at a very spiritual place at Starbucks. So I, I, I went to Starbucks, and I just, the music inside was loud. And so I got my coffee, and I went, and I sat outside in front of Starbucks. They had tables all out front. Picked my table. There were some other people sitting out there. I went to the table that was far away from people, so I wouldn't, you know, I didn't want to talk to people. You ever have those days? And so I went and sat there, and I was ready for the funeral already, so I had on this black suit and tie, and uh, I had a notepad with me, I think, and or my Bible, whatever, and I wasn't really wanting to dig into it. I was just trying to get my mind settled down, you know. And Across the way, probably about from here to the wall, was another table, and there were two men sitting there. They were enjoying their beautiful Saturday. They had on comfy shorts and T-shirts and were just visiting. I'm minding my own business. This is how much the Lord wants the river to flow in your life. I'm minding my own business, and one of these men has the audacity to get up and come over and bug me. I did not want to talk to people. Okay. I want you to understand the flow, the desire that God has to flow through each one of us. And some people are so thirsty that they won't even wait for us to be aware. They'll come to us. But I want an awareness without them having to come to me. This man comes over and says, oh, I see you got a Bible there. Are you, uh, uh, what, you know, what's, what's going on? I said, uh, you know, it's my grandmother's funeral and I'm getting ready to. He goes, oh, man, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He says, well, me and my friend over here, we were, we'd just been visiting together and talking about the word. We were, we were just going to pray and go, go. You, you want to come join us for prayer before we leave? And I'm just being honest with you. I wanted to say no. I, isn't that terrible? I'm as human as you are. I, I, my mind was elsewhere. I wanted to say no, but I didn't. God's love prevailed rather than my human will. I said, sure. I went over. I sat down at the table with them. And for the, those of you that know me, you'll realize the struggle that this was. They said, all right, well, we'll pray. So I was ready to start praying. You know, we, we're all going to pray. Well, they were of the mindset that one will pray and then the next will pray. And, then the, and so I realized that rather quickly when the one guy started praying and the other one didn't. And I started and they were sort of looked at me. So I'm like, oh. We weren't going to pray together. We were going to be together when each one prayed. So I was okay with that. I'm like, I want to respect. They invited me in. And so the one man prayed. And I'm telling you, it was so kind. I was so humbled. They began to pray for me, pray for God's comfort on my life with what I was going through and my grandmother. And, and they began to pray. Just very, very kind, beautiful. I, I was very grateful. I'd never met these men before. And he finished, and I'm just waiting, and the next man started. And he began to pray and different things. And again, he was so kind, prayed for me and my family and prayed for the Lord to comfort me. I was, I, it was very humbling for me because I'd never met them before. And the attitude I knew I'd sort of had sitting across the way at the table. 
I, I had just flown in the day before, so I was probably a little jet lagged too, but no excuses. And so they finished, they both finished, and so I thought, well, I'm supposed to pray now. And so I, I just began to pray, and I'm going to be, just being transparent, I, I didn't feel a whole lot. I, I felt their love, I felt their kindness, I felt those things as they were praying. And so I just began to pray, God, I thank you for these men. I think I called their name because we'd shared our names. I thank you for their willingness to invite this unknown individual over and to show kindness and to begin to pray with me and to pray for me. And, and I felt the Holy Ghost. Right? Because when you and I pray, I'm not talking to be heard by them. When I started praying, I'm talking to God. And when the Lord and I started talking, it wasn't long. I felt the spirit of the Lord. And so I just kept praying. I don't remember the words I said. It was in English. I know that. I wasn't praying in tongues. But I was praying. And this goes on for maybe two minutes. Maybe. Not long. And before long, I, I can tell the guy beside me is getting a little antsy. I, I hear his chair shifting. I hear the t- I feel the table under my It was like he had all he could take. He couldn't take it anymore. Brother Martin, God is my witness. That man just started speaking in tongues sitting right there at the table. It just came out of his mouth. I'd never had that happen to me before. We finished. I stopped. He's looking at me. He's like, I don't know what just happened. It's literally what he said. He said, I don't know what just happened. That's never happened to me before. I, I, I'm sorry. I, he was apologizing to me. I, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't. St- I, I, I just. I said, no. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. He said, I've heard about that. <laughs> These were believers sitting at the table. But they were like, like Acts chapter 19. When, when Paul showed up in Acts 19, he came up on people that were believers. And the first thing he asked them was, have you received the Holy Ghost? Since you believed. And they said, uh, no. We didn't hear about that. So he prayed for them, baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ, like we're getting ready to do with destiny. And the Bible says, and they received the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues and prophesy. Well, you know what, what happened to those guys? Man, you must have laid your hands on them, gave them a two-hour Bible. I didn't do it. I just prayed for two minutes. And the Spirit of God, I didn't do it. I just opened up for the flow. And a river of living water. Somebody was thirsty. And because someone was thirsty, they couldn't stop the flow of the river. And it got a hold of that thirsty, dry ground. And it filled all it could fill. And the guy's like, I got to open my mouth and let it out. I'm trying to be respectful, but I'm about to blow up. And he opened his mouth and the Spirit of the Lord came forth. Hear me. Jesus said. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I believe the Holy Ghost, as we avail ourselves to him, is saying, if you'll open up, I'll flow. If you'll open your mouth in faith, if you'll just speak in faith, have a confidence that I'm in you, not yourself, but him in us, he will flow. Well, if you desire that in your life, would you begin to talk with him right now? 
Are you willing to make yourself available to him? Jesus, here I am. I can't produce it. But you said in your word that it would flow out of me. Rivers, not a single source, but multiple sources flowing from your spirit. Not from my being, not from my goodness, not from my works. But Father, by your spirit dwelling in me, rivers of living water flowing out of the people of God, filled with the spirit of God, going into a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. But you are the source of living water. I pray in the name of Jesus that there be a flow through the people of God and where there's thirsty hearts uh, that are not yet filled. I pray the infilling of the Spirit of God according to your word. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, through your body, through these men and women that have availed themselves, I pray rivers of living water, a flow that cannot be quenched, a flow that finds the thirsty heart, a flow that finds the searching soul, a flow that finds the individual that's looking praying, seeking, asking. Use us, Lord. Direct our steps for your glory. Direct our lives for your purpose today. In the name of Jesus. 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 This is God's plan and desire and design for you. For you, if you're filled with the Spirit, it's His design for you. If you've not yet received the gift of the Holy Ghost, He'll flood your life with it. And this is His design for you. I know this because the Word teaches it. It's His desire for you. He filled you with His Spirit. I don't care if He filled you two weeks ago or 25 years ago. This is the plan of God when He filled us with His Spirit. That there would be an outflow. Every one of us. An outflow. Now. Here's the thing. Because he is the source. If something's flowing out. He's not going to let you and I get empty. Can we agree? So therefore. If something's flowing out. There's also got to be something flowing in. You know why some people live for God and they get stale and dry? There's no flow. You put water in a cup and leave it there and come back three weeks later and drink it. Not so much. It gets stale. But you get a flow going. So it is in my life and yours. We need to be conduits that have an outflow. And that creates a flow in us.
As we fellowship him, there's an inflow. And as we reach to those that are thirsty, there's an outflow. And so there's this constant flow of the Spirit into and through our lives. And we just keep looking for dry places where he would minister. And we say, I'm going to let it flow out. And he says, okay, you're letting it flow out. I'm going to let it flow in. And there continues to be a flow and ever washing and renewing and regeneration of the Spirit of God through our lives. This is the plan of God. And it's time in this hour for us to walk in it. In Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God.